Hi there everybody, it's uh, Gareth from the TNG Golfcast. Um, welcome to part 2 of episode 1, We Love Golf. If you listen to part 1, we really do appreciate it. Um, thanks again. Uh, so now, sit back, relax and enjoy part 2. So, now that we've covered the DP World Fantasy League, Gareth wants to pick the bones out of me about what it's like to play golf at St Andrews and what it's like to be a member of St Andrews. And I think he's got a lot of questions he wants to direct in my general I do, mate, way. I do. I mean, I'll, I'll, so we listen to podcasts from like golf pros and all the rest of it, and whenever you hear them talk about St Andrews... They mean the old course. They mean the old course, obviously. But a lot of people will think of the old course straight away, especially with the Open last year. Yeah. I mean, the history there. Um, the actual links itself is just is, is mind-blowing to think that like it's just situated on the coast, just sitting there. And it's not... Would you say world-class courses? I think you've got to. I would um, say so, yeah. For the what they've got at their disposal, obviously it's... Everyone thinks, obviously, it's, it's directly attached to the RNA, which it kind of is, but it's run by the Lynx Trust. Um, and what they've got at their disposal, they've got the best of the best in terms of equipment, greenkeeping equipment, and uh, you've got, well, seven courses across. So you've got the old course, which everyone knows. You've got the castle course, which is situated just outside the town. So it's the only one that doesn't fall directly into the same sort of feels as you get for the other courses because it's up the hill a wee bit but if you've not played it you should definitely get up to the castle course it's a different style of course from what you get in the town but then going back into the town you've got the new the jubilee the eden the strathtyrum and then you've got a nine hole course the bow golf so that's your seven then you've got a top top practice facility the links trust um academy st andrew's academy it's i can't even remember how many bays it's got but it's got it's too bad <laughs> it's got two sets of indoor bays it's got outdoor bays you can even hit off grass there but they've just recently changed from trackman to top tracer which is yeah. good for most driving ranges now because it gives you obviously all the stats that you want to go with you are actually going to work on your game for improvement reasons but you can also do long drives closest to the pins you can play virtual golf on golf courses around it's just everything is there the only disappointing thing I would say it hasn't produced anyone really to break onto the tour well, Victor soon. Perez did sorry to drop in his name all the time because when he when he won the Dunhill, he was situated in Dundee at the time, so he used to come across and do training there. Mm. Um, but I, not enough that you could say he's associated to it. But yeah, you'd think with obviously there's even the youth um, coaching that they've got going on there with the Salja St Andrews. Let me get this right, probably <laughs> Links Junior Golf Association. I believe. Well, I'm yeah. going to phone your dad at some point. And ask <laughs> yeah, him to he's be the one to know. Um, yeah, so even then, they they were doing coaching with your your first timers ever picking up a golf club from like the ages of five, 
all the way through to your aspiring juniors and then on towards your supposed better juniors up to the age of 16 and there's been a few good golfers come out of it none that have from my understanding gone on to tours they might have gone on to the lower hmm. area of tours that you don't hear about you after maybe Euro Pro or stuff like that you've got Euro Pro you've got Tartan things like that clutch tour um, but no I, I don't remember any you've had a few go across to America on scholarships yeah for whatever reason it hasn't worked out golf is a hard hard game we know this um, the lower you get the harder it gets exactly yeah. <laughs> so you're going back to the links I'm saying I mean everyone talks about the old course right, me so personally I've played the old course twice and honestly I've not been from St Andrews especially the fact that I can come in I can play that course twice um, and both rounds we had weather was perfect you can't ask for anything better now my, my first time playing the old course overwhelmed me because it does quite a few folk yeah I mean to be fair to say that I was shaking a wee bit on the first tee not only have you got the passers by making their way about having a look about you've got everybody else behind you but I loved it every minute of it played it twice I wouldn't say it's my favourite course in the links though the new course I just I feel like I enjoyed it better Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. The, the old course brings a, a weight of pressure. It's a 50-50 with most players. They, they either play it and they may not play well, but they will have loved the entire experience because yeah. they can go around the course and go, I remember such and such hitting a shot from here. Mm. I've just hit a tee shot from the 17th, which is over the hotel. I've seen pros do this. I've hit the famous shot down 18 and walked the bridge and yeah and it's great and they may not have had the best round in the world but they'll have thoroughly enjoyed every second of the walk then you've got those that go well after the first hole the second hole the 17th and the 18th there's nothing to it see and there's different levels of player than fair enough but your average Joe you know what I mean it's it's, it's, it's a tough course it is a tough course but it's not the toughest in St Andrews no definitely not I think it's the one I've not played <laughs> again as it's like it gets chastised as well because obviously the pros can destroy it on good days even on mediocre days they can still destroy it yeah because it's not as long as what they're used to playing the old course is reliant on weather conditions it needs wind there are no two ways about it yeah if you play that course with a downwind on the front line, you think, right, I can go out and score this. And you can. The front line's, on average, the front line's more scorable. But if you're coming back in towards the town, into wind, that course will bite you. <laughs> 13th, especially. I think that thing's got. In terms of all the times I've played it, that 13th is always still going to beat me. Yeah. Um, that's a round killer, that hole. But, I don't know, I think. It, it can be for those who come off the course saying, "Ah, oh, I wasn't blown away by it," or the middle part of the course didn't. Yeah, disrespect, do eh? It's not disrespect. Disrespect. People, people are entitled to their opinion. <laughs> We're fair here, but I think they've gone in maybe with too much expectation because of the history of the course, because yeah. of what they've seen 
on the pros do to it on the opens and the dunhills that have passed but everyone if i was to say right pick a point that or a memory from watching either an open or a dunhill what's your favorite The memory sticks for me is a recent one. That's quite a sad one as well. Uh, Tiger on the Sulkin. What, that we nearly broke into tears? Yeah. That we almost all thought it was going to be the last walk on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, okay. that sticks for me. I mean, recently, I mean... I've been fortunate enough to be present watching Palmer, Nicholas, Tom Watson all take their last walks on the 18th. Yeah. Even Faldo as well. <clears throat> I know there's a controversial character uh well <laughs> no, no no that's another another episode um it just has the history doesn't it yeah it's it's special but having said that as much as i've played it and as much as i always find it an enjoyment to play still get the jitters on the first tee still get the jets coming up on the second or the 18th because it's the closest that i will ever get to feeling like a pro especially in the summer when you've got a 30 to 100 folk behind the tee of the first and the 18th green I probably play most of my golf on the new course and that's purely selfish because I have a big high right miss and it's a course that actually saves <laughs> my miss oh my but I, I mean regards to the old course I mean like you said it's we all know about the old course I mean both times I've played it to say that I nearly shot myself on the first tee both times it's an understatement it's, it's, it's terrifying I've, I've, I've been lucky enough again to take a few guests on there as well um, and I've I've done it since <laughs> I've played that course since I was 16 so like I say I, and to sit to say here and be cocky and go oh I'm used to it now as, as I said I still get the jitters yeah. but they're not as bad as they were when I first died I do enjoy watching newbies come onto the course and you see them, some come up with a bit of confidence, some come up with maybe a bit of arrogance, some come up terrified. <laughs> they all have the same look in their eye oh, yeah. when they've told, you're up, yeah. you've got to put the, the ball into the ground. You can see it in their eye. It's like, shit, this is about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to be lost it's just one of the courses. Widest fairway in golf, 129 yards, end to end. I mean, I've first time I played, where did you do I've, your t shirt? I've missed it every possible way you can. I think that's why it's easier for me to stand no, there. Taylor made TP5 ball yard. Oh, God. Which side was that? The right? You went towards right. the beach? You went at OB right, yeah. yeah. I've got OB left. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it from the 18th as well. Yeah. Right. As I right. said to you, if, if you've played the 18th, you'll know what I'm about to say. If not, I'll try and describe it as best as possible. You stand on the 18th, you've got the burn in front of you, you've got the bridge in front of you, you've got the road adjacent, you've also got the main road in and out of St Andrews. I've put a ball down there that was chasing a bus up to the bus station. <laughs> Sitting at 20 years of age thinking, I'm going to kill someone here, that's terrifying. But I've also played it with a mate who's hit... <laughs> I'm not going to name and shame him, name, I should. Name and shame. Name is, His name is Scott Knox. Apologies, Scotty. Um, he hit a tee shot there, and there's a big white house right in front, of just about, can only be about 90 yards off the tee. And there's about 
eight or nine wooden planks underneath the window and it just managed to hit the wood and it came bouncing back onto the golf course and just in front of the bridge <laughs> that's like we've all got a shot like that in us as amateurs we've all got I've a shot I've got every like shot in the game oh yeah definitely. I just definitely. can't call upon it when I want it <clears throat> okay. that's, that's one of those mate so talking about when you first played the golf course my question to you is what is the first course you played on the links battle golf it's just a nine hole nine hole nine holer two par fours a good nine hole oh. well it's it's even good now for me at this stage of golf because it, it brings in different things I can work on so when I first played it it was obviously two par fours I think they're both about 220 yards then you go into well, what have you got third fourth fifth are all par threes the sixth is another par four and then you got seven eight nine par threes it was great then because I could go out and just have fun with my dad as a kid and you get used to the grip what golf actually entails on terms of a cult or on a course and you just build your confidence and again just keep it fun even for me now going back and playing the ball golf I'll go and play the ball golf now just take a seven iron out and some wedges and just work on short game yeah. it's great for that it is a good little nine hole golf course um so yeah, no, you can walk up to it, but it can be really, really busy in the summer because obviously any kids that have seen golf during the summer that want to play it, that's usually where they get taken to start. Cause Good push to start. Yeah. So from there, then I I moved on to what would then be classed as the more beginners slash novice course, the Strathtyrum. That's a full 18. And the good thing about that one, as well as the next one up, which is the Eden, and you get to the ninth if you're having a terrible time it's close to the clubhouse you can walk in <laughs> or if you're young and you're knackered after nine you can walk in <laughs> no stamina but yeah oh man yeah so obviously you want your way up yeah every course you've played every course numerous times I mean I've only played the Strath the Eden the new the old so I'm yet to play the Jubilee the castle we'll get you on the castle soon so, you've told us obviously when you first started playing the courses. When did you join the St Andrews Golf Club? So I was about, I was speaking to my old man about this to try and find out. We reckon around about 13 or 14. Right. Yeah. So I started there as a junior and then obviously now as a full adult, supposedly. Um, so I've made a lot of good friends at the golf course, at the golf club, I should say. And, uh, yeah, it's... Being a member of the Sanders Club doesn't get you access to the golf courses, I should say, because obviously it's a it's a different system to a lot of the places in the world where, because of the Links Trust run the golf courses, you have to get a Links ticket. Oh, just a bit ask you about that, good man. Good okay, man. so king of segways here, am I? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you get a Links ticket, so that's what gets you access to the golf courses. Obviously, that doesn't count for guests. Guests can play their green fees and they get on the courses, but to be a member and to play them potentially week in week out if you've got the time you need to have your links ticket I hate talking about this <laughs> it pisses people off and rightly so but there's so many categories as well yeah well there is that so you buy your club fees or you pay for your club fees and that's separate then you've got your links ticket and it's categorised as resident of the town northeast five 
Excuse me. <coughs> I've been waiting for that. <laughs> Northeast Fife. Then you've got, I believe it's a, an open ticket, and there might even be an, a, a, another one. I don't tend to keep too much track of it because I've been very fortunate that still living at the house of mum and dad I've been paying local rent and that went up last year by a whole 50 quid so the Lynx ticket I paid last year was £340 seven golf courses that was disgusting if I throw in my club fees on top of that I still didn't pay as much as you did to join our brother. <laughs> oh. You get why I don't like talking about this. So I will be moving to Dundee. So I will be probably going up to roundabout. I think it's going to be a just shy of 800 for the Lynx ticket next year, which is still very, very good for what I get. As you say, seven golf courses, access to the... Well, anyone gets access to the driving range and stuff like that, but obviously that's on the doorstep of the golf courses and you get your guest points. should talk about guest points as well. Only get... Well, as a resident ticket, you get 30. So, but it's not like one point is for one guest. So the old course would take four points off you per person. So you on 30 points, you can get at least two four balls out because that's 24 points taken and then you've got six to use elsewhere. The castle, the new, are three points per person. The Jubilee and the Eden are two. And the Strathtyrum. They might have put that up to two now. It was at one stage one. I think it's two as well. But yeah, and then obviously the... I don't know what the guest concession fees are for green fees there, but I think it takes the old courses now, what, about 270, hmm. 275 to play? But the way it must as well. Well, yeah. So it's, it's 275 to play the old course, I think, with the guest points if you were going on with a, a Lynx ticket member and they're kind enough to use their points for you. Then I think it brings the cost down to about £90, 95 quid in peak summertime. Again, you've got shoulder periods of that yeah. when it just comes off mats in April mm. to for two weeks. And then at the end of the year, there's a shoulder period as well between, I want to say, the last two weeks in October. And then from November, you've got your winter your winter prices because the old course stays on mats from November till the end of March. Waiting list to get a Lynx ticket. I'll give the shortest answer possible. Go for it. Buy a house in St Andrews. Yeah. Average house price in St Andrews. Again, this is all relative to how much you value money. For me, it's 300000 on average, I think, the last time I looked at it. I can't afford that. No, no. We always can, but you know, you have a dream. And one day you may achieve it. So, say you get a lunch ticket. Yep. First thing you want to do is play well, I would say. But of course. Depends on your level. Well, yeah. I mean, still, it's the whole course. It also depends play. on your, your how you view your own golf. Yeah. You could be a five handicapper but don't want to do it straight away, want to play the other courses, build up. Most people, like you say, will go to the old course. Well, where would you prioritise? For even somebody with a new ticket or even a guest, somebody travelling, visiting, where would you prioritise um, in your opinion? If they're single-figure handicappers, 
yeah, go for it, go play the old course, or, or ballot to try and play the old course, because it's not a guarantee you get a tea time. You still have to ballot like everyone else does, so you are still luck of the draw. The only advantage anyone has in trying to get a tea time on the old course is if you are, have a residence ticket there's the local ballot that you can come that you get put into so obviously there's specific times of the day that are prioritized for local members but they're about five percent of the tea times available so you think about how many members are local that want to get those how many members at the club unit over two thousand <laughs> yeah a large portion of that is overseas members don't get me wrong it's just this crazy number huh? yeah, so you add that with all the golf clubs best time for me to play golf was during the lockdown period because you were stuck in Scotland to that five mile radius yeah it was only those who lived in St Andrews that got to play the courses there were times that you would look at you wouldn't even have to ballot you'd look at the the tea times for the next day and go oh there's a spare time at one o'clock in the afternoon on the old phone up can I put my name in yep there you go so that's your your confident better golfer shall we say for those who maybe have never played Lynx golf in their life mm. go and play the Strathdown and the Eden or the Jubilee well, the Jubilee for me it's Jubilee the toughest it's yeah. the toughest course in the town for me it's narrow fairways it's not favourable to either of my missed shots which is both ways at the moment but yeah the Jubilee for me is the toughest course But mm. and then as you get more confident or even if you're a member of a club and you're just playing comps just put your name in whatever it is you'll you'll be fine you'll just play you'll enjoy yourself just learn Lynx golf it's the purest form and the best form of golf it's I mean it's, you, don't, you just don't stop there either with golf courses in the area I mean you go up that course a little bit further well, you, you put a pin drop in St Andrews and go for a 30 mile radius you've got at least 100 courses worth looking at Kings Barnes Kings Barnes Crail Crail I want to play Crail man we're talking about good nine hole golf courses Anstrada is outstanding it's yeah. popped up a lot on the YouTube mm. I think Peter Finch went up and did some stuff there Matt Fry has gone there he went up there and played with Rachel McQueen it's a great golf course it'll knacker the legs out of you because there are two hills that well for a physical athlete like myself it's Especially. knackering yeah. um, then you've got Ely Ely's a good golf course what, you want me to shout out Jamie Anderson? <laughs> he's a clubhouse manager up there. And he's your friend. He's, yeah. Friend, golfing friend. <laughs> nah, he's a good golfer in his own right. I think he's down to six or five nice. now. Nice. Um, but he's been a lot lower than that before. But the working industries that he's always put himself into have never really been very conducive to playing golf. So it's only in the last couple of years he's been getting back out a lot. So... Yeah, me and Jamie play golf a lot together, so obviously you've got Ely, that's a really good golf course. You can keep going round the coast and you'll find yourself at Dunbarney. The newest addition to the Lynx swing. I mean, it's got to be an open course, you'd think. Well, it, it hosted the Ladies' Scottish Open. Yeah. Um, it's, it's I can had, see the it's, Open making as well, though. It's had good reviews. Um, I think they would love to have the Scottish Men's Open there, but I don't know if the Renaissance is ever really going to because it was for a period of time it was moving about the country because it used to go up to Castle Stewart up by Inverness and then you had Gullen had it for a few times but it's been at the Renaissance for the last couple of years I don't know if they're going to relinquish it but 
personally, I think they should go back to the old system and move it around the country because yeah. there's that many good golf courses. Yeah, the, I think the only thing that stumped the Castle Stewart pin back on the roster for it is it's a difficult viewing course for the for the spectator. But it was certainly a good enough golf course to host it, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, then you've got even maybe the lesser known courses. You come inside off the off the waterfront, and then you've got things like Dromoig, Scotts Craig. Trying to think off the top of my head, well, Arbroath, Carnasty, 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 indeed, speaks for itself. You got Downfield in Dundee, good level. No yeah. player myself, but he did a lot of good things. Obviously, yeah. Um, it depends on how far you want to throw that yeah. <laughs> that diameter, because you could make your way over to Perth, and then you've got things like Blair Gary, Octorada, Glen Eagles. So yeah, we're very spoiled in this country for golf courses, Definitely. especially in the northeast. Definitely. Right, mate. Talk to me about the town march. Now, what I'm being told, you probably correct me right now, is it's. 850 plus golfers yeah on average four courses yep so the four courses well first of all you talked about it being the infamous links ticket I would infamous say, I would say it's the infamous town match so it's played between the RNA now obviously they've now got female members playing as well so yep. in the last yep. sort of five years so it then takes on the rest of the clubs in the town so you've got the St Andrews Golf Club the new club, St. Regs, or St. Regulus, and the St. Rule are the two female clubs. So across the four courses of the old course, the new course, the Jubilee, and the Strathtyrum. So it's pairs alternate match play format, and it goes from anywhere from the first tee times in the morning in September, which I think at that point of the time would be about half six. Between... Yeah, half six I think they start in the morning tea times until probably the last ones go out about half three in the afternoon. So it's all in one day then? All in one day. Okay. So it's it's recognised as the biggest single day match play event in the world with obviously as you say about 850 players taking part. I think even the university St Andrews University golfers get drafted in to help make the numbers up for the RNA a lot of the RNA members actually play two rounds in the day because they don't have as many uh, members to call upon yeah. on that day as the, the rest of the town does. So you've got the captains of the captains of the new club and the Sandra club, I'm sure, pair up and take on the captain of the RNA and the secretary. Their match, I don't think, counts towards the overall uh, result but obviously not unlike the Ryder Cup you play for a point you put in your result and then you wait until about anywhere between 8 o'clock and half 8 at night to find out the result there are a few things that happen in between that such as so depending on when your tea time <laughs> is can depend on what state you are at the end of the night Yeah, I've done it where you play midday or in the afternoon you're more likely to see the early hours of the next morning. I've also played it in the morning, where you're less likely to see the early hours of the morning <laughs> and more likely to have a sore head the next day or two. So what most of the time happens is you'll play your match, 
you then go back to your respectable uh, respective clubs, get showered, changed, jacket and tie on, and then you'll start meeting or you'll meet your partners at the RNA club. You go into the lounge, which if you've not been in there, please describe this to me. So I've seen photographs, I've seen videos, but to be actually in there, it's pristine. Yeah, it's top notch. Um. You've got obviously all the they've got the trophy cabinet room, which is really smart. You've got the main lounge, it's got all the big, big paintings in there of either ex captains, secretaries, you've got a massive one of Queen Elizabeth the second in there that was obviously done specifically for them. So yeah, the place is kitted out, it's it's brilliant. Even the toilets look immaculate. <laughs> so you go back there, you have a few drinks, then you'll take them or if it's for like myself being a member of the St Andrews Golf Club we'll go to our club have a drink then we'll make our little trip down the 18th road to the new club have a drink there maybe at some point in the middle you'll find a place to have food it's advised to do so <laughs> some don't and then you'll go back to the RNA have another drink back to our club have another drink back to the new club and you keep going until the result, and then you carry on after. So, essentially, you play around the golf. Mm-hmm. You get dolled up, and then you get pissed. Yeah. That's why I call it the infamous town match. <laughs> It's a great event. Um, it, it's just a really good bit of banter between, the, obviously, the RNA, the town. It's an experience to even get to go into the RNA and see what the clubhouse is looking like, although it's going under a big renovation at the moment. I've seen a lot of scaffolding going around it. I don't know what the plans are with it at the moment. But, yeah, it's there are some really good big events, obviously, that you're privileged to be a part of when you're a member of the St Andrews Golf Club. There's a lot of players playing a lot of golf. It's, to be honest, the guys who organise it and help with all the organisations, oh. so obviously your club secretaries of all the clubs involved and their assistants attached, to organise 850 players. When do you start planning that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Start here. <laughs> I'm sure that there will be some form of planning that yeah. goes on at that point, yeah. but yeah, to, to organise all the matches, to accumulate all the scores, get everyone organised... That's some hell of a job that they do. They've been doing it for a fair amount of time, don't get me wrong. But it's some some uh, organisational skills. Yeah, I don't fair give play. you that. Fair play. So, too much cupboard. Talk to me about one of your favourite. Yeah, so you're referencing the Lindsay Shield. Correct. So, the Lindsay Shield is a, a tri-club match play event that is competed by Carnoustie Golf Club the St Andrews Golf Club and Leaven Thistle Golf Club and it's played across the old course Carnoustie Championship and the Leaven Links it's the longest known three club tri-match play event it's the 50 lowest handicap golfers of each club 
25 play at home 25 play away so it's across three weekends hmm. more often than not in April it used to be I think you could get in the year I got in I'd gotten myself down to five nice. but I was a reservist it's the best of the best golfers that the clubs can provide and my golf club is very fortunate enough that they've won it enough times I think out out of the three but it's a great privilege to play in it because yeah. you are playing top quality guys on top quality golf courses what's the highest on the club and play the, what the lowest highest highest I think now I'd only be scraping an invite at three really if for whatever sake people were unavailable to attend you might you might get offered a reserve position at four five and that's just at my club I don't know what it's like at Leven and Carnoustie but certainly St Andrews we've got a very good pool of high quality golfers majority of them like even the year I went out at at five I was match 23 or 24 of 25 at St Andrews so I was part of the home team the guys that were going off first you're talking a plus four plus five usually the club champion would be the first guy that goes out um, yeah, there's not much else to talk about other than obviously after the matches again, jacket tie, a few drinks, as we love to do up Short in this country. Yeah. It's a very sophisticated game. It's, your it's, your pint, it's, it's easy to dissect with a pint afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Right, yeah. Perfect. That's brilliant. I love that. Um, so, moving swiftly on, we're coming to the end of the first episode. If you're still listening, good Thank on you. you. We'll buy you a pint when we see you. What we want to do now is we want to give you our picks for the upcoming majors this year. Don't put any money on these. Don't put any money on them. This is personal preference and it's kind of... It's a bit of fun, but we also want a bit of engagement from yourself as a listener. Do you think we're way off? Who would you change? What would your picks be? My question to you, first of all, right... Would you include the players in this pack? No, it's the unofficial fifth major. See, I've got my name down. I've got my name down. Man. Can't pick Cameron Smith. He's not allowed to play in it. <laughs> so, do you want to start us off with the Masters this year? So, the Masters, the last one elusive for Rory McIlroy. So, I've gone with John Ram. Come on, man! The man's a beast. John Ram. He's he's been working a lot on his game in the off season obviously did he finish he, top 10 last year I think he's finished he was top 10 he was there last I think he's he finished top 10 most of the times he's yeah. been in it to be honest yeah. with you he's always there or thereabouts um, but he's he's getting a lot more control over his ball flight now especially with his irons he's able to shape it a bit better hmm. his short game is second to none it doesn't get spoken about enough his putting well when he's on form he can be up there with the best of them He's not scared of fast greens. So I've, I've gone with John Ram. Yeah. Fair enough. You might get a theme with my picks. You probably got a theme with my picks as well, to be fair. Eh? Um, this year, my pick is Rory. I've saluted this man. 
for what last two three years I've got a great like Tiger I've got the biggest respect for what these guys have done for the game and how they've pushed it on commercially as well as with the fan base and everything else like that I just think when it comes to the the Masters specifically with Rory he either tries to win it on day one or when he doesn't do that and he gets himself into contention he shits the bed on day four his putting's putt as best as it's ever been yeah recently thanks yeah. to Brad yeah. Faxon yeah I mean that's something oh, you probably had me seen it so many times over the last couple of years I love the guy a bit so I love watching him but he feels like the biggest let down in golf at times yeah it's harsh that is really harsh right but you think to yourself he's going to win he's going to win and then like you say he shits the bed and then goes tits up and then that's game is that over. because we tried to hold him to a standard of Tiger Woods when he was world number one for that length of time but you see the way he came through yeah but the run that you had right so we've all got opinions on what's happened what's the difference with Jordan Spieth Spieth came in and lit the world alight on golf and everyone was talking about him and he was hitting numbers that were close to Tiger's and then he fell off the planet. So that's what I'm saying about Rory. Like yeah. Rory was spoken about as maybe the heir to the throne of Tiger. Yeah. And I think that has clouded a lot of people's view of him or judgment of him. Don't get me wrong, I've got my own judgments. I I think it took him too long to address a lot of weaknesses in his game. It took too long to realise his wedges weren't where they should be took too long for him to realise his putting wasn't up to scratch or what it should be for the for his level I think Cardi's a problem do I think he's got an ego situation that he can't be told he's not doing something right maybe and that would obviously come to not having a strong caddy on the bag well, why has he got that thought though I mean look at Tiger go back to 2011 when he when he blew the Masters big time yeah. like got yeah. to that 10th hole hooked it so far left it was in the residence back garden <laughs> I hope so that bad. person got that ball on eBay the next day. <laughs> yeah. A good caddy there. Let's say you put Billy on his bag, yeah. who's now obviously got Fitzpatrick, Mark. and who, let's be fair, Fitzpatrick won the US Open, but Billy was a massive part of that. Yeah. Billy's been there with some of the biggest characters ever. The biggest probably being Seve. But he would contest some of the shot choices. McElroy needed that at times, yeah. and he's not had it. And... Rounds have gotten vastly away from him because of it. One of my biggest golfing fans, uh, golfing players that I love to watch at the moment, I'm a massive fan of him, is John Ram, big time. I'm a big Rambo fan. There's no two ways about it. He's got a kind of similar problem as well. Once, well, he, once his, his head goes... Yeah, his temper's ridiculous. Once his head goes, there's not one person on the planet that's probably not his wife that can bring him back to the golf course. Yeah. You know, golf's, maybe a golf's of a... freaking hard, yeah, man. It's, it is, yeah. it's not if if it was that good, you and I'd be on the tour. Mate, you, you're easy, never going to master the game. Eh? You're never going to master it. I mean, Tiger he... probably came the closest between that stretch between 2000 and 2005. Which one ever over and over again? The unofficial slam. Yeah, that's it. So your master's pick, Rory. I think this year is going to be his year. Um, it's as good a chance as he's got. He's playing yeah. great golf. New wedges in the back. He seems confident mm-hmm. enough with it. Yeah, tightless wedges. Yeah, Ooh. lovely. Um, putting is strong, driving the ball really well again. He's bombing it again. Yeah, but he's gotten out of the head of trying to compete with Bryson. Yeah. I don't know why he did that in the first place. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so PGA. Do you Let's want to go to PGA or do you want to do top fives? We start we've with picked, top. Go, go, go top fives then. So we've got 
So we've also picked two players that we think stand a strong chance, if not pushing the winner to at least finishing in the top five. I've gone with Cameron Smith. So far. <laughs> and the other one, just because I've got a soft spot for the guy, and I'd actually like to see him maybe one day win it, Tony Fino. Had a better form. He's hitting the form at the right time, still needs to address his putter. He still has moments with that putter that it just doesn't look like it's there, but you could say the same for Morikawa at times. Yeah. But I think... I always go back to that year when he nearly... Well, I think he practically did break his ankle in the par three competition when he got the hole-in-one. He still finished in the top five that year <laughs> on on what most people would have needed crutches to do yeah. with. So he's a hell of a player. Well, we've all been waiting. I mean, last year we were all waiting for that big win for him. You know what I mean? The big win. He got a couple in the last couple of years now. Yeah. He's, but it's just... It's not easy for these players to break through. It's not... I don't think we're ever going to see a, a time period where you had your, your Tiger who just absolutely dominated week in week out yeah. because it's the Tiger effect he's brought better golfers through all the ones coming through younger now I've not got the same fear they love to take the challenge on and they, they revel in it yeah. so it's, it's harder than ever to win now so that's my top two for the top five well, like I said uh, my top two for that um, one being Carmen Smith to me the guy makes it look so easy at times though I just love the mullet. The mullet's good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just needs to have a proper eighties tash on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be him, and I'll be Tom's main pick for the win. For me, I'll be John Ram. Phenomenal. Like, didn't show it last night, but <laughs> there's, me, there's me being. Oh god, I sound like Chamberlino just having a pop at who's at the top at the moment. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. PGA this year Oak Hill is it Oak Hill? I couldn't honestly tell you it is it's Oak, Oak Hill, Hill. Yeah. Yeah, it is Oak Hill yeah. who's your pick for money? well let's flip this out you go the winner first yeah yeah my pick is Zalatoris Will Zalatoris oh god does That's that mean pick. I'm going to have to watch like a whole weekend of his putting <laughs> please don't do that to me I've seen, I've seen horror films that are easier to watch than his putting. Like, granted, his putting stroke is... Dubious at best? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just because where that is... Don't get me wrong, he's, he's tee to green. Yeah, the yeah, guy's... He's, can't follow him, he's good go- yeah. good golfer. Like Con Ferry came through that way. Mm-hmm. The boys... It's his first full season? No, nah, I think it's his second... Well, this will be his second, obviously, but his first full season. Oh, yeah, last so year. Last year. Guy, yeah. Well, he was close almost in US Open. Henry, yeah. Just lost it to Martin, all that is. Like, first part of it, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's my. Yeah. My thinking is, because of where it is, the way he's playing at the minute, I mean, he had. Was it that putt last week? No, oh, don't. Yeah, it was this week. <laughs> <laughs> Lined it up in the centre and just mi- almost missed the toe. Hold it. Hold it. But. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, my pick is well, Zalatoris. Uh I've gone for Rory McIlroy. I'm in shock. I know. I just he's he's just that we've spoken about Rory. He's he's a very good golfer. There's no two ways about it. You can't fault him. He's always going to be there or thereabouts. If if he's on on song, he's 
seems to now be playing confidently again. He's eradicated a lot of the issues that were causing him problems. I wish he would close his mouth a little bit more in front of camera, but that's just a personal issue. He's Uh, a free man! (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, I've gone Rory McIlroy. Doesn't really need much explaining. No, not really. Um, the two pucks for top five. JT and JR, Justin Thomas and John Ram. Right, well he's taking one of mine again. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, my two pucks. Uh, one will be Scottish Sheffield. I don't know. This it's year, a good year again. Got, I've got to worry about Scottish Sheffield this year. Really? I think it's. I think he's going to be chasing the number one spot too hard. And it's also very difficult coming in to a season after like he had an outstanding year last year. But how often do you see the re- returning champion of the Masters come back and have a great year the following year? Well, that's your tiger, doesn't it? There's a lot more media scrutiny on you. There's a lot more... Because remember, he's still new to the tour, yeah. realistically. Your Rams, your JTs, your just John, uh, yeah, McElroys and all that. They've been around enough now that they understand what that weight is and how mm. to handle it. So I don't know if I don't think Sheffield's going to fall off the map by any stretch no. of imagination. It'll be top tens. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to reach the same heights this year. I can't see him winning a major. To be honest, yeah. Mm. When you have like the likes of boys we've named. Yeah, they're strong candidates to be one of the yeah, majors. They'll be the opinion. strong candidates across all the majors, yeah. just with the bookies. If you if you look at them, they'll, I don't think you'll see one of them outside of sixteens. Yeah. So next up, then. Sorry, did you say who else was it after Sheffler? The uh, JT. Ah, Justin Thomas. Yeah. yeah. He loves the champs, the PGA champs, and obviously the next one that's up the US Open, which is a Los Angeles County Club, County Club sort of. Don't know anything about the course, I can't remember it. Personally, no, me neither. Um, obviously, last year's winner was Matty Boy. What around that was on Sunday? Yeah. It was great crazy. to watch. It was great to watch. That so bunker good. shot. <laughs> We've spoken a lot about bunker shots this episode. But the bunker shot on 18 to come out with what was probably an A time with that lip that probably didn't look as tall to him, but to everyone else on camera watching it. It looked like it was close, and then to stick it as he did on the green. Just great to see him do it. Great for Billy as well to be the caddy of a of someone who would uh, finally win a major. But, yeah, so going into the US Open picks, I've gone with... I hope he sorted a short game out by this point, because it didn't do him that well in Hawaii. I've gone Colin Morikawa. Just because he drives the ball straight, <clears throat> his irons are phenomenal. His wedges need a bit of work, but and well, he can be fifty-fifty with his putting. But again, after winning, how many majors has he got now? Three, yeah, two. He's won, he's won the Open, US Open. He's won the PGA, and he's won the the Open because he won it the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's won three Open majors. So he knows what it takes to win a major. The US Open does rely on consistency, especially off the tee, because as soon as you leave the fairway, you can meet jungle. And their greens, as long as it's not at Chambers Bay, their greens are usually very tight and fast. Yeah. 
my pick is also Colin Morikawa. Believe it or not. Did you have a look at my sheet? No, I didn't. Okay. I think I looked at mine. Um, yeah. Again, he's got experience of winning this. He's obviously a potential for the Masters to get in the Grand Slam. Maybe. But mm. in regards to the US Open, I mean, I said to you earlier on. If Brooks was playing it, I'd have picked Brooks. Brooks Kepka loves the US Open. He does love the US Open, yeah. How many things you want? Three. At least two back to back. I couldn't do I think it was back. a PGA was the other one. Oh, right, okay. Right. But yeah. Yeah, right, these more cars I digress. The, the best swings in golf, in my opinion. Um, yeah. yeah. Your top fives? Patrick Cantley. Good show. Good show. Solid player. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Solid Cantley. Solid player. And. Oh, yeah. John Ram. <laughs> I, I did say there was a running that. theme here. I think. I just think Ram's going to have a really good year in the in all the majors, if yeah. not for the entire season. But now, going back to Patrick Cantley, he had a solid, solid year. Well, at least the first half of the year last year, and then maybe petered off a little bit towards the the FedEx Cup. But he's some golfer. He's just relentless. He he knows how to win. He's done it multiple times on the tour. So. Yeah, I think he stands a good chance. If it's not Colin Morikawa. Oh, okay. Your two picks? Yeah, first one is uh, Justin Thomas. And then, who else want to be? Mark Orman. <laughs> there's going to be a running theme with these picks, I think. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I think we've both gone with a cop-out and, and picked the, the obvious players. Yeah, yeah. But, although Will Zalatoris was a bit left field for me, I didn't see that one coming. Well, I just... Good play. I'll look at the... The year he had last year, I mean, he started off quite well mm-hmm. this season so far as well. I mean, he's just one of the players that you look at me, you think it's just that flat you... stick. Yeah, yeah, I don't agree with that myself personally, but uh, yeah. So, so the big one, the Scottish Open. <laughs> For anyone who wants to talk about it as the British Open, it's not the British Open. You're wrong. The Open. The only answer is the Open. Champion golfer of the year. 151st. Will be John Ram. I know it's got previous history with a certain McElroy. But I think John Ram. Hmm. Have you got McElroy? I've got McElroy, yeah. <laughs> you were trying to sugarcoat it, but it's, there's no way around it. I knew you'd got McElroy. I've got McElroy, yeah. yeah. Um... Previous winner there. This. Was that his first? The Open. Yeah. Because he blew up, didn't he? He blew up in the Masters. Yep. And then he went on to win that, I think. So obviously it's got a bit of history with McElroy being his first major, if we're correct there. Okay. So, again, Top fives. Doesn't, doesn't need much explanation <laughs> with our winners there, does it? <laughs> Top fives. The Australian hunk himself, Cameron Smith. Yeah, he could get through him there, no problem, actually. I think I moved up. Yeah, but he's the current champion golfer of the year. Back to back. I don't think he'll win it, but I think he'll do well, because he knows how to play at Lynx golf courses. He... Big contention, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then a bit left field, returning to the world of golf, playing some good stuff at the moment, uh, judging by this week. Not fully got his game there, but I think because this is the last major of the year, 
gives him time to get a bit back on track. Ricky Fowler. Oh, yes, man. He loves he loves Lynx golf. He often comes over early, so he's here for the Scottish Open as well, which is always the week before. Yeah, I just think Ricky. I'd love to see him do well again. It's a bit like the Tony Fino thing. The two of them now. I don't know if you could really class Tony Fino in it, but with how long Ricky's been in there and at what level he's reached, he's almost taken Sergio Garcia's mantle off him as the best player to not win a major. I can't yeah. think of any other really who's out there. Not the one I made So, but I think Ricky will have a good open this year. I would love to see him get back to his best. I'd he's putting well. Put really well, eh? Yeah. He's also done a lot of work in that. And he's back with Butch Harmon. He was never he? a terrible putter, though. He was one of the most confident putters out there. But it just, with all the scrutiny that was surrounding him last year, whether or not he was doing too much advertisement off course too much sponsorship deals off course that it was affecting his on course performances but he's gone back to Butch the magician the golf swing architect God knows how many of them yeah so he's gone back to Butch he's gone back to basics and his swing looks really good this year he's I think as well bringing out the irons that were modelled after him the don't get me wrong, I wanted to set. They were gorgeous looking Maybe so hot, Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. The four iron was a good butter knife. <laughs> I think that was as what most average golfers could use it for. Yeah. Um, but as much as they were made with him in mind and a lot of his input, he didn't seem to hit them well. That's what I couldn't get my head around. Yeah. But he's gone to a more forgiving version of the, the new King, uh, King Cobra lineup, the King Tours. Um, so they're... It's gorgeous, man. Yeah. They're so nice. I still prefer the combo, the pro combo set of this, the CBs, MBs that they've they've just brought out, but the tours, the King tours are just the one up from them. Um, slightly stronger loss, not a great deal, even for a pro. But they're just a bit more forgiving, and I think Ricky's identified that that's what he needs. He's got his swing speed up a little bit in the driver. Obviously, he's got the new Aerojet lineup. I know... Someone sat opposite me here is a very big, big fan of the Aerojets. I just think Cobra are very underrated by the drivers. I think they're very underrated. Period. Yeah. I've I've got a set of Cobras in my yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. I've got the old set of the Pro Combo CBs MBs. Hence why I prefer that look of the new ones. Yeah. And I love the irons. I think they're great. Um, the last since Cobra brought out the F nine. <sighs> Their driver game has vastly improved. They yeah. are. I don't need a new driver. <laughs> Stress the word need. Darling, if you're listening to this, uh, I, I'm not buying a new driver this year. But if I was to, or if Cobra are listening, please sponsor us. <laughs> I would like to. Well, so you don't have to sponsor us, just send me a driver. But, yeah. We'll test it as a professional up there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What it looks like with a 50-yard chank <laughs> off off the hosel, yeah. off the top of the face of the club. <laughs> does, the, does the white withstand a, a scuff? Yeah. But So, diverting a little bit there. It was a bit of Ricky Fowler love from me there. Sorry. So, your two picks, did we say? Ricky's one of Ricky's them. Ricky's one. Yeah. Ricky's one, yeah. I just, it's good to see him back. Yeah. Playing well. Looks like he's enjoying himself as well. 
I've seen the interview recently they've done and he said that the pressure's off. He's back obviously down at Jupiter in Florida. Yeah. He's, he's back to what he knows. Yeah, that's one of the picks. Um, top five. There's got to be John Ram. To be fair, like I said, I'm big John Ram fan. He has featured in every major of my picks, whether it's not to win a top five. I think that's how good he is. He will be... I think I could confidently say he'll be top five in all four majors as long as he's not injured. I, I just can't see him finishing outside the top five. No. He's just that good. Even if he has a bad round. Now, yes, we spoke about how he didn't finish well today at the Farmers Insurance as we're recording this. Yesterday, they were talking about him being completely out of it after day one because he was one over par on the, I believe it was the north course. No, was it the south? He played on day one. Anyway, at Torrey Pines. He then went and put in two incredibly good rounds and he was back in two shots behind the leader going into the final day. He's just that good. So, uh, yeah, John Ram, it seems to be, I think this year will be an easy pick for each way bets in the... In yeah, the I mean, also you're saying that with John, Marfion is dominationist to some degree from Rory. I certainly think it'll be those two fighting to be number one by the end of the year. Yeah, I can't, dis- I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah, well. So we wrap that up for episode one. Episode one is done. Thank you to every single one of you. If you have listened, if you've tuned in, we really, 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 really do appreciate that. Um, episode two next week features what? We are going to discuss in detail as much as we can everything about this year's Ryder Cup.